0: I am so excited to be here with you to chat about all things health, hormones, and mindset. Are you ready? Let's get it. Hello, hello, hello. What's going on? I'm super excited about our episode today because basal body temperature questions is by far the most common questions that I I'm always getting about how to track your fertile window, how to track your cervical mucus, how to track your basal body temperature, if your temperatures are off, all the things. So we are going to get into today four factors that can affect the accuracy of your basal body temperature because a lot of times I'll get questions from clients, from some of you about, okay, well, my temperature spiked and then it went down. I don't know what that means or I didn't get a spike. I still ovulate all these things, right? So what we're really talking about today is what What can actually affect the accuracy of your basal body temperature and what it should be looking like when it is, you know, when you are ovulating, what the temperature should be like pre-ovulation, post-ovulation, all of that. If you haven't already listened to episode 123 of this podcast, I would pause this, go listen to that, and then come back to this. Or you could always listen to it after, but it's really important for you to have like a foundation down of tracking your basal body temperature, why it's important, how to do it. I also talk about tracking your cervical mucus in that episode so highly recommend listening to that. I will put it in the show notes. Um, I will, of course, give you some background today, but... This is basically, if you already have a pretty good understanding of how to track your basal body temperature, we're more so getting into today the factors that can affect the accuracy of it. So if you have no clue how to track your basal body temperature, you don't even know what I'm talking about with basal body temperature, go check out episode 123, okay? And before we get into this, I want to let you know this, because this is kind of going along with a lot of questions I get in the DMs, is if you are not already part of our Mind Your Hormones podcast Facebook group, it's obviously totally free. I'm going to put the link in the show notes. Notes. it's a way for us to connect outside of this podcast because I don't answer specific questions in my DMs because I really respect the investment my clients make in me. So what I do is once a month or maybe every other month now that I'm getting closer to having a baby and once I have the baby, all the things, um, I do about a half hour to an hour Q&A in the podcast Facebook group. That way I could get a pulse on what kinds of questions you guys are asking so I could create more content for you that is in alignment for that on the podcast. And I can actually answer some of your specific questions, okay? So if you want to hop into that Facebook group, the link will be in the show notes. Um, all the past Q&As that I did will be in there. And obviously, you can join them live. You could come and watch the replay, whatever, okay? So I just want to let you know that that link is in the show notes for you. That's actually always there, but I never really talk about it on the show, so I want to make sure you are aware of it. Okay, so let's get into it. All right, so four factors that can affect the accuracy of your BBT. Your basal body temperature is your waking temperature, and the reason why we track it is so we could see if you actually ovulated. The way that we can see if you ovulated is because once you ovulate, you produce the hormone progesterone, which is a sex hormone. Hormone that actually raises your metabolic rate, which also raises your body temperature. So after you ovulate, you will see a spike in your basal body temperature, which is how we confirm ovulation, okay? This is the only way aside from tracking your cervical mucus positioning, uh, sorry, cervical mucus, your uh, your cervical positioning, not cervical mucus positioning, your cervical positioning um, it to actually confirm ovulation. This is how we do it. Basal body temperature is for sure my favorite, favorite way to do it. Um, you can't confirm ovulation with LH strips, OPKs, anything like that. That is just like letting you know that you might be approaching ovulation, but basal by temperature is how we actually confirm that you ovulated. A period is not confirmation that you ovulated. So it's really important that you're actually tracking this. And in order to get an accurate number on it, there are things that we want to keep in mind, which is what we're going to talk about today. Ideally, you want to be taking your temperature at the same time every single morning before you get out of bed, right when you wake up, you're taking it. And again, I'm just going to give do a little brief overview of what the numbers will look like, but definitely head back to 123 for a more in-depth about it. But before you ovulate, your basal body temperatures should be about between 97 to 97.7 degrees. And then after you ovulate, you will see about a 0.5 degree spike that goes to 98 to 98.8 degrees. But it's most important, well, what's really important is that you see that spike for at least three days in a row, okay? You want to see that that spike is higher than the previous six temperatures, okay? It should be about 0.5 degrees higher at least three days in a row, be to actually confirm ovulation. Ideally, that higher temperature is going to stay there until you get your period, and then it will drop down the day you get your period. Or if you get pregnant, that number is going to stay high um, because. Again, that number is from progesterone levels. Progesterone is what holds onto and nourishes a pregnancy. So when you get pregnant, that progesterone just keeps increasing. So your basal bite temperature will stay high. That's actually how I knew I was pregnant before I even took a pregnancy test. I was like, oh, my basal bite temperature stayed high today. I was supposed to get my period. I can't have a luteal phase longer than this. I'm pregnant. So that's a whole other story. But anyway, that's just a basic gist. So before ovulation, about 97 to 97.7 degrees. After ovulation, about 98 to 98.8 degrees. But really, you want to make sure it's about 0.5 degrees higher than the previous like six temperatures, and then it stays high for at least three days in a row, okay? Now, some people will say, okay, but my temperatures are always in the 95s, and then it goes to 96s, or it's always in the 96s, and then it spikes to 97s, or it's always in the 96s. I don't see a spike. If you don't see a spike, then you're not ovulating. However, if you are someone who has generally lower temperatures there is most likely something going on because ideally in a normal healthy menstrual cycle, you're going to have these 97 to 98 temperatures. If you're in the low 95s, that could definitely be a sign that you have some low thyroid function happening. Even the 96 to 97 spike, I really prefer my clients to be in the 97 to 98 spike. So there could be something going on that we want to um, dive deeper into, but obviously I would need to be working with you in a closer capacity to know what's happening with that, okay? Okay. All right, so that's a basic gist of it. For more information on it if you don't know what like ha- if you are not familiar with this, again, head to episode 123. So, now let's get into factors that can actually affect the accuracy of your basal body temperature because again, we're humans, we're not robots. So, things that we do throughout the night, in our day, in the morning, how we're taking it can affect the actual number that you're getting, which could affect the way that it's showing up. And you might be like, wait, what's going on? I can't read this. Like, Why is it so inaccurate? So the first one is hours of sleep. The amount of hours that you sleep is going to, can affect your basal bite temperature if it's different than what you're normally getting. So say you usually get eight hours of sleep, which is where I hope you're at. Obviously, if you're a new mom or a mom in general, that might not be happening. But if you usually get eight hours of sleep and then one night you get six or less, right? Or five, whatever. It doesn't matter how many it is. The point is that the amount of hours is different than your usual amount of hours. This can cause a spike in your basal bite temperature that is not related to ovulation. Again, Again, this is why it's so important to consistently track, to do it over time, to take notes in your app, to write down like, oh, th- I had less sleep this day. This is why that spike could be there. Like, it's all about data. Um, but this is also why we look for three higher temperatures in a row to confirm ovulation, not just one random spike in your temperature and then a decrease the next day. Okay, so if your sleep was disturbed the night before, you can definitely notice a change in your basal body temperature. If you notice that, just make it. An- note in the app because, you know, most basal by temperatures uh, that you're using will sync up with an app. That's how you're going to see your temperatures. You're going to see the chart, all of that. Just make a note in it, like, you know, slept less hours the night before. So you know, when you're looking back, like what the hell, why is that random spike there? Was that ovulation? Was it not? You could go back and look at that. Okay. So that is number one, the amount of hours that you're sleeping. Number two is waking up at different times. Now, if you usually wake up at a specific time, say like your normal wake up at 6 a.m., and then one morning or on the weekends you wake up at 8 a.m., this can also cause your basal by temperature to increase, not due to ovulation, because your your basal by temperature changes as the day goes on. Now, obviously, if you're a mom, if you're a new mom and you're postpartum, if you're a shift worker, or if you're just someone who has a different wake-up time, like you just have a random time that you wake up, this can obviously cause your temperatures to fluctuate and to be inaccurate. Now, that doesn't mean to not track your basal by temperature. We always want to be getting that data, but it does mean that you might want to invest in a different type of thermometer, like the arm band, which I'll talk about from temp drop. This is what I'm specifically going to be using in postpartum because, obviously, Obviously, um, my sleep is going to be all freaking over the place, um, and I'm going to be breastfeeding. So obviously, that can hinder you getting your period and stuff. That's a whole other conversation. But um, this it is the way that we normally take it, or if you are taking it just with a regular basal body thermometer in your mouth. It, this is when if you're waking up at different times, it's going to affect the accuracy of it. And you could just see that it's a random spike. It's not, it's not. And it could be, it could be really hard for you to actually see if you're ovulating. If you have a thermometer like temp drop, it's a band that goes around your arm. Um, so it's tracking your temperature like via under your arm. It's like comfortable. It's like a, like a cotton material or whatever. And this is taking the average of your temperatures. Not, it doesn't matter what time you wake up. It doesn't matter if you're waking up at different times because it's taking the average of. Of it. So it's going to be able to really... Um balance out those inaccuracies. So I would highly recommend this type of temperature. Again, if you're postpartum, a shift worker, someone like that, I will put that link in the show notes. Um, I do have a discount code for you for that. It's AF Corinne. I'm going to get you 10% off. So I will put that in the show notes for you. I personally haven't used it yet because, again, I'm pregnant right now. And prior to being pregnant, I was using just a regular thermometer because I have pretty consistent wake-up times. But I for sure will be using it. And a bunch of my clients use it right now because a lot of my clients are nurses, shift Workers postpartum, and they are like, they absolutely love it. So, highly recommend it. You could check that out in the show notes if that is someone, if you are someone who doesn't wake up at the same time and you want to start, you know, getting more accurate numbers. So, that's the second thing that can affect the accuracy. So, number one, the hours of sleep that you're getting. Number two, waking up at different times. The third one is drinking alcohol. Now, for some people, Drinking alcohol the night before can cause a spike in your basal body temperature that next morning. Now, does this mean that you can never have a drink again? Obviously, of course not. Although, I do recommend greatly reducing, if not completely cutting it out, if you are trying to conceive, if you have PCOS, if you have painful periods, or really any hormonal imbalance. I have another episode on alcohol you could check out. But the point is that if you are drinking the night before, whether it's one drink or more drinks make a note of that in your BBT app so you know the potential increase in your temperature could have been caused by the drink that you had the night before, not from ovulating, okay? And then, again, remember, you need to have that 0.5 degree spike in your basal body temperature for at least three temperatures in a row to confirm ovulation. Ideally, that's gonna say high because that's gonna show you that you had strong ovulation and strong progesterone levels unless you get pregnant, uh, I'm sorry, and then drop down and when you get your period, unless you get pregnant, it will stay high from the progesterone, okay? So that is another factor. So if you're having a drink and you see a random spike the next morning, it could be from the alcohol. Again, this doesn't affect everybody, but these are some things that I want you to be aware of when you are tracking your basal by temperature, especially if you're someone who is actively trying to conceive and you're trying to know where that window usually is, or if you are someone who is actively avoiding um, getting pregnant and you're not on hormonal birth control, it's really important to know what can actually affect these numbers, Okay. So that is number three. And then the last one is traveling and just being in different time zones. So since our basal body temperature is our waking temperature, when you travel, specifically if you're traveling to a different time zone, but honestly, this can happen in general with travel because it puts a stress on the body and that could impact the accuracy of your temperatures regardless if you're switching time zones just because... It you it's a stress on the body, right? And that affects our ovulation, it affects all of it. So just make sure you're keeping note of it so you can look back and know what could have caused the change. But this can cause an irregularity in your temperature until your body gets used to the time zone. If you're are changing time zones and if you're there for a longer period of time. But again, we're humans, we're not robot, robot robots. Robots? <laughs> robots. So that means that we can't expect to always have accurate, exact basal body temperatures, especially when these factors are at play. So it's, it's it's normal for you to see a little bit of differences in your numbers. Like it's not going to be 97.3 every single morning and then 98.5 and 98.5 every single morning after ovulation. It's not going to be like that. Um, obviously, you will want to see that consistency of the 97 to 97.7 pre-ovulation, 98 to 98.8 post-ovulation with that spike higher temperature all the way through to get your period. If it's not looking like that, there are imbalances that need to be worked out, Um, but I want you to know that there can be these inaccuracies, there will be these inaccuracies when these factors are at play, so you're aware of what can actually be causing them, so you can take note of them, because again, this doesn't mean to just stop tracking your basal body temperature you know I'm always a proponent of tracking that, because it gives you such insight to not only when you're ovulating, or if you're ovulating, but on any underlying hormone imbalance, any thyroid issues, any metabolic rate issues, it's going to let you know, because again, if your temperatures are chronically low, if you're not seeing that spike, you know there's something going on. But it does mean to pay attention to what could be causing these inaccuracies in your temperature and just make note of them so you can take that into consideration when you're tracking, okay? So a couple of things to keep in mind. Again, number one is to just do your best to take your temperature at the same time every day if you don't have that armband from temp drop. But again, if that's simply not possible for you in your season of life, then just consider the wearable arm thermometer like temp drop. The link will be in the show notes. So that it tracks if you're overnight. It takes the average of your temperature. So even if you're waking up at different times, it's so much more accurate. You don't have to freaking worry about it. Um, especially like thinking for postpartum. I'm not going to be thinking about taking my temperature every single Morning when I wake up. So I am for sure going to be doing this. But anyway, that's obviously in the show notes for you. That's what I would recommend. But if you are someone that wakes up the same time every day, just be sure to take it at the same time and you'll be good to go. Okay. Number two, like I've been saying throughout, use the notes section of the app that comes with your thermometer to write down when any of these factors may be at play. That way, when you're looking back at the month, If you're seeing that you're ovulating, you're showing your mentor your numbers, if you're working with somebody, then you know and they know if there was anything affecting the data because all of this is collecting data. The more data we have, the more we can see what's going on because it's so freaking important to know what is actually happening with these numbers, with your ovulation, with your progesterone levels, with all of that, okay? So that's number two. Take the notes so you can actually use that data and and have more information about it. And then the third one is just consistently take it daily. Even if you're traveling, even if you're drinking the night before, even if you're waking up later than than usual, it's always valuable to track it and to get that data and to stay in the habit again. Or make sure you put your wearable arm band on every single night so you know that you have it there. The point is to make it consistent. The more data that you have month over month. Month, the deeper that you could see what your pattern is and what's going on. And again, depending on your season of life, mobs, shift workers, I'm looking at you. This could be difficult, which is why the wearable obviously is super convenient for those stages. But I just wanted to make sure that you were aware of some things that could be causing the inaccuracies in your basal body temperature. Again, if you're never seeing that spike, if it's never staying high for three days in a row, if it's never staying high all the way through your period, then you are not ovulating if you don't ever see that spike or if it's not staying High for three days in a row. If it is staying high for three days in a row, but then it's dropping down, you most likely have low progesterone issues. So, really, just using this data to know what's going on, to talk to your coach, your mentor, your doctor about it, so that they can support you. Um, This is something, obviously, I work with my one-on-one clients deeply on. They send me their their pictures all the time. But also on the Mind Your Hormones method group calls. Not, I'm not joking. You, at least. Two questions every single time on a mind your hormones method call, basal body temperature comes up, talking about their temperatures, how I could, you know, what's going on with it. And I always need to ask deeper and look at what's actually happening. So the more information you have, if you're on in the mind your hormones method, you know, I'm going to be talking to you about this. Please keep all this data. So when you ask me the questions, I can have more of the information and give you more accurate answers. Um, but it's so freaking important. I hope this was helpful for you just to get a deeper understanding of your basal body temperature of what can affect it. Um, because Again, it's not going to always be consistent because we're humans and things change. So let me know if this resonated with you. Please share this with someone who is trying to conceive, who's actively avoiding pregnancy, who just wants a deeper understanding of their body and tracking. Um, and also, again, episode 123 dives deeper into just like the more specifics of exactly how to track with your cervical mucus if you're not familiar with it and you haven't listened to that yet. So that is there for you. The temp drop link will be in the show notes with the discount code. As always, if you want to hop into the Mind Your Hormones method, I'm freaking obsessed with it. It is literally your one-stop shop, your roadmap to living a hormone-supportive lifestyle. No matter what your imbalance is, we are taking care of it there. We are addressing the root cause, healing from the inside out. It is a freaking party. The link will be in the show notes for you there. Um, Also to hop into the free podcast Facebook group, all the things. I love you so much. I'm so grateful for you. I hope you have an amazing day, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you so much for being here. If you loved this episode and learned something valuable, please share it with a friend who you think would also love it, or post it on social media and tag me so I could personally say thank you for helping me spread this important message. I am beyond grateful to be here with you. So until next time, stay intentional, stay consistent, and always mind your hormones.